What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Dump Off Podcast. We are a little short-staffed today, but that's okay. We got the three most important hosts. Hopefully, they don't listen to this back. Uh, it is myself, Taryn, my boy, G, and my guy, Chino. What is up, fellas? What are you, what How you doing? Do? What's up, bro? That's good. You guys, uh, you guys ready for a little little three-way pod Chino? today? <laughs> Hi mom. <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't like that pause. That that was a bad place to pause. Yeah, oh, I may or may not have done that on purpose. Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's to say? Anyway, uh, might end up being a little shorter because there's only three of us. We are breaking down the AFC East. Uh, in my opinion, the most interesting division. I don't care what G says. Um, this is the one I'm most interested in. So, uh, what do you guys? What do you guys think? Do you not like that take, G? I didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, you, you didn't can, have to. You I can think you. whatever. You can think whatever division you want is the most interesting. <laughs> I may have a different opinion, but you can think whatever you want, whatever your heart desires. I like two teams in this division. That's it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, I suppose we should just get right into it, huh? Yes, sir. All right. Um, reverse order from last season standings. Yeah. So the J-E-T-E, the New York Jets. <clears throat> um, why, don't you, why don't you kick us off, Mr. G. Martini? With the Jets. Um, the Jets are obviously very interesting. Coming off of a second overall selection. Obviously, taking Zach Wilson, they've improved their old line in recent times. Obviously, drafting Becton in the first last year, turning up for Vera Tucker this year. Uh, I really, I really like their center, Connor McGovern. They spent money on Corey Davis this year. Their offense has some pieces to make them a good offense. Uh, my impact player on offense is actually Elijah Vera Tucker. They traded up to 14 to select him. Um, I thought he's, I liked him a lot coming out of USC. He was very versatile. He played a lot of tackle at USC. He moved inside. They have him starting next to Makai Becton. And if that left side works as well as reaches their potential, that could be they'll start at their left sided offensive line for next 10 years down the road. Um, they has, they both have sky high potential and with rookie quarterback Zach Wilson, they're going to have to protect them, uh, give them the time to make these throws. So I think that is a big in place of impact for them on defense. I think the obvious choice is CJ Mosley. Obviously opted out last year Um because of COVID the year before that, played two games before he got injured. So he hasn't really played football pretty much in two years. But when he was in Baltimore, he was obviously really impactful on that defense, one of the key pieces to their really good defense. So if he can come back this year, he's I think he's obviously going to be rusty after not playing football for two years. But if he can come back into any – uh, shadow of of his former self. I think he can have a giant impact on his defense. That is, um, it's not it's not the best 
they have a, a bunch of holes. I really like. Uh, <laughs> no shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they have a, a bunch of holes. I really like, obviously, Quinn Williams, his third overall pick. I think he's still got high potential. Uh, Sheldon Rankins was a first rounder by, uh, I think, New Orleans came over there. I don't really like their secondary that much. Uh, Ashton Davis, Marcus May is pretty good, but their starting corners are Bless Austin and Bryce Hall. Bless Austin, baby. <laughs> so I think that could be a big, big hole for this team is their secondary. So I'm, I think C.J. Mosley is obviously big impact just as a leader on the field. He's obviously really good in the run game. So if he could at least help out the secondary in that sense by pretty much plugging the holes and not letting the running backs get there or covering the tight ends over the middle. I think that could be very helpful. But uh, they've obviously made big improvements. And my uh, X factor for this team is obviously Zach Wilson. Uh, See what the rookie can do. He's looked really, really good in the preseason. Um, Probably... Yeah, I would say probably the best out of the uh, five first rounders for for sure. I don't think that's really a debate. So um, if he can translate this into the regular season, uh, they may still may not be a good team, but at least they're improving and taking the necessary steps. So I think that's uh, my biggest act, X factor for the Jets. We were talking. Um... Before we started recording about your quarterback rankings, calm down. All right. I'm not going to shit on you. <laughs> we were talking about your quarterback rankings and um, me and you were a little bit different. We were, we were similar, but we were different in how we saw Zach Wilson um, kind of had him and Trey Lance flipped. Is there anything that you saw in preseason that maybe you weren't sure of watching him at BYU that you think, um, is encouraging or are you still are you still pretty hesitant i'm not hesitant i didn't see anything like change i think my biggest critique was obviously he didn't he um uh, how do i word this i was curious to see whether his place out would translate because there's not a lot of quarterbacks that do what he does the way he makes his throws and that's a good thing obviously but these are NFL level secondaries, and obviously he's looked. It's worked. He's looked really well. He's looked really good, and so I'm not hesitant at all. It's not like I had him so far last, or I hate him. He was four, yes, but as I said previously, he was like a point one grade behind Trey Lance, who was number two. So I think he's looked really good, and it's just. His transition into the NFL has been pretty seamless in so far in the preseason. Okay, yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to shit on you. Uh, there's a guy that we're going to talk about later that I had fifth that I think looks probably second best and not even much behind Zach Wilson so far through the preseason. So, you know, it happens. Uh, <clears throat> I, I also had that guy fifth, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely not alone in that camp. But... For the Jets, offensively, I went with Corey Davis. I, geez, did you forget to say something? What was that? 
No, no, it's okay. Just continue. Oh, okay. Uh, I had Corey Davis, who kind of really came into his own this past year, but, you know, easy to do when you have A.J. Brown taking all the attention on the other side. I'm not sure how he's going to fare. It, he's one of those guys where it's like, I think you're happy. You're probably really happy if he's your number two, but if you're if he's your number one, I'm not so sure how that's going to work out. So that's going to be really interesting. But he's the best pass catcher on that team. So we'll see. Uh, defensively, I, I didn't end up choosing a player. I went with Salah because I, other than Marcus May and maybe Quinn Williams, there's just like not a lot of star talent on this team. You mentioned CJ Mosley. We'll see what he looks like um, coming back. But I, I think if they're going to, make big improvements record-wise from where they were at last year that um, Robert Salah's got to really squeeze everything he can out of that defense because, like you mentioned with the corners, that's bless Austin and Bryce Hall. That is not what you want to be rolling out there for your starting two corners. And uh, they don't have much, much as a pat for a pass rush either. After Carl Lawson goes down, really, really crappy for them. Now it's pretty much just – Quinn Williams and a bunch of a bunch of guys. Um, so I, I think he's got to make something happen. And my X factor for them was their offensive line. Uh, it's something that I think has been weak for a while, and I believe they've turned it into a strength. Can Mackay Becton stay as dominant as he was this past season and maybe even improve upon that? Is Elijah Vera Tucker everything that we think he is? I'm with you, or I think he's a very good player. 14's a little high for a guard in my, for my liking, but good player nonetheless. I love the Mor- Morgan Moses. Mo- Moses? Why can't I say that? Morgan Moses signing also. Um, you got there. I, <laughs> I think uh, it's, it's a big step up. I, I, I feel like this whole offense especially QB and offensive line is the best it's been in a long time. And they upgraded a pass catcher as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah. I mean, y'all pretty much, y'all pretty much hit everything that I had because for the, for my impact players, I had the O-line for the offense, you know, last year they were ranked number 29th in the whole NFL by PFF. So with the addition of, with the addition of Eric Tucker and then also Mackay Becton can, redo what he did last year. They have a good left side. Now they just, they just got to protect Zach Wilson and give him a chance to throw in the pocket. And with impact players on defense, I just put the whole unit basically for it because of Salah. I want to see what he can, what he's going to bring to that defense and see what he can do to keep them in the game. You always mentioned the, the secondary and how shaky it is. So we got to see improvement on that side because they do have some burners that they're going up against this year. Then my X factor was Zach Wilson. We already said enough about him. Look, looking good in the preseason. So, the time to see this year, he's going to show all of JETE Jets Nation that they have a good a star quarterback, franchise quarterback for the next 10, 13 years. Yes, MG? Uh, I was just going to ask do you guys think Elijah Moore overtakes Corey Davis as the number one target this, this season? I really like Elijah Moore, but I think that's asking a lot for a rookie. 
to come in and do, especially after what we've seen in the preseason. He's got Corey Davis has like seventy percent of the Jets' target share or something like that through the first two preseason games. It's ridiculous. They clearly already have a connection when he's on the field. So I, I like Elijah Moore. It's nothing against him. I also liked Denzel Mims, uh, but mm-hmm. I I don't see either of them overtaking Davis as the number one target. Yeah, same. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I was just uh, seeing where you guys were at because a lot of people are in love with Elijah Moore. I don't see him. I see like I like I liked him, but I don't see him overtaking Davis. I think he can be number two. I think he'll overtake Crowder. I think he's already overtaken Mims, and I think Keelan Cole is there. So I think he'll be the number two option. <laughs> Keelan Cole but, is there. Uh, Keelan Cole. That's all it needs to be said. Jesus. Yeah, he's he's just there. He's just there. Gotcha. He's there gotcha. to hang around. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of the Jets for now. We'll touch yeah. back on them when Shout we get to our, our Jets fans. Shout out the Jets. Um, now, everyone's favorite team, the uh. <laughs> New England Patriots. Uh, Chino, since we kind of took a bunch of your um, answers for the first one, why don't you kick off, kick off the uh, the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. Um, For my impact players on the offense, I got the whole wide receiver room. They haven't really had like the, the best receivers in that franchise, so they really need someone to step up and be like a true wide receiver one, because Nikhil Harry isn't really that much of a big deal on the outside. So if someone has to step up. Nikhil Harry has to show improvement from last year, even though he, in my opinion, he's not really that good. And on the defense, I have Stephon Gilmore, one of the most fun cornerbacks in the league to watch. He's gonna be in point this season, you know. Guess I guess lock it down. And my X factor is whoever the goddamn quarterback is gonna be this year, because I feel like they're gonna start Cam Newton at the start of the season, and it's gonna be very shaky. And then Mac Jones is gonna come in and just finish out the season as a starter. So it really all depends on when Mac Jones truly starts, because with Belichick we never know. He's always gonna be throwing curveballs at us. Because that's what that's just what Belichick does. So we gotta see what. Also, not a fan of young QBs. Yeah. Historically, or rookie QBs at least I shouldn't say young. So. So yeah. the, the, the whole quarterback situation in New England is gonna be something to keep keep an eye on for this year, especially for this division. What do you think, Tanner? Hmm. Um. Offensively, I went a similar route. I instead of the whole wide receiver room. I just went with Nelson Aguilar because he got overpaid. Yeah. But it really like depends on which Aguilar we're going to get. If we're going to get Philly Nelson Aguilar, this is just not it. But if we get Oakland now Vegas and Nelson Aguilar, something it's, it's a, it's a big upgrade from what they were rolling out there last season at the, in the very least. So, um, I not really for the money, but I just like having him in general. Um, along with those two tight ends. Defensively, uh, I just went with the whole front. They're just massive. And it's exactly what um, Bill Belichick likes on defense. Not really, you know, a bunch of players that are versatile and just huge, big motherfuckers up front that can push the pocket. Judon is not your Khalil Mack or Von Miller, any of those. 
but he's the best single pass rusher that I think Belichick has had to work with in quite a few seasons. So it'll be interesting to see how he deploys him. And X Factor is something we touched on, QB battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been pleasantly surprised by Mac Jones. He was who I was referencing earlier, if that wasn't obvious. Did not like him coming out in the draft, and so far he's just hung his massive nuts in my face through two preseason games because he's looked very, very good. Uh, and I'm I'm not a Cam Newton guy, so I think that that's a big deal. Uh, how many because I'm kind of with you, even though it's getting close, especially now with the whole like COVID protocol thing, mm-hmm. Mac Jones has been absolutely lighting it up with the ones in practice um, and cam can't be in the building. So yeah, I was just about to bring that up. Didn't he just like, just get like banned from the building for a little bit. Yeah. So it was like, he was supposed to get tested by the team, I believe. And he mm-hmm. got a COVID test out like from an outside source because he has to get tested because he's not vaccinated. Right. So he has to get tested like every 72 hours or something. And instead of going from the, the team source, he went outside. And I guess that was, it was just a misunderstanding in the protocol. So now mm-hmm. he has like a five day window where he can't be in the facility or something like that. That is something we're going to be seeing often this season. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Cole Beasy actually got sent home today too. Yep. He's that. not vaccinated, and he had like uh, I think a trainer or something tested positive, so he had to go home. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be happening a ton. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be weird, man. That's gonna suck if it starts affecting big games. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are other there are some other notable people that haven't. Um, who was it that said that they rather not say? Was that Cam? Yeah. Um, and obviously, yeah. you know, Kirk Cousins is another one that's been outspoken about that. He said he'd rather sit in a plexiglass box in the film room yeah. <laughs> to, to protect his teammates. Uh, but whatever, I mean, we're not going to really touch on that. No. I just, man, I, I just want them to start Mac Jones week one. I feel like I've seen enough. He clearly can run the offense at the very least. I know it was preseason, but... Like, he was getting out the ball out of his hands so fast, going through his progressions. It didn't matter if, you know, it was some bum at corner or he was throwing into a tight window. He looked pretty good, kind of put the ball wherever he wanted it and improved from the first game to the second. So I, I think the cam experiment is just done. You're wasting time and wasting development of Mac Jones, in my opinion, if you roll him out there. And I don't think he gives you much in terms of like wins above replacement in comparison to Mac Jones. So for both this season and the future, I think that's what they should do. G. Yeah. This Pacers team is, um, it's interesting. Again, uh, they have a really good offensive line that I like a lot. I like a lot of their pieces on offensive line. Uh, their receiving core. I also picked Aguilar because I think he's, um, they obviously paid him to come in because they hope they're getting Vegas Aguilar. Jacoby Myers is getting rave reviews from beat reporters out of New England. And they also paid Kendrick Bourne to come in. So I think Nikhil Harry is just done. Like they obviously spent money to bring in receivers because they don't think um, 
They don't think that he's got the juice. And from what we've seen on the field, he doesn't really. Uh, on defense, they're getting a lot of guys back from that opted out from COVID. So this is going to be a pretty much a, a whole new defense. I picked Matt Judon as my impact player. Again, they paid a lot of money to bring him in. He's very versatile, I think. And he was actually a big part of that really good Ravens defense as well. So I think he's going to have a giant impact on this defense. And X-Factor, same as you guys, it's who who do they start on quarterback? Um, Looking at their schedule, if I had to predict, I think Cam plays the first four games and Matt comes in in week five. Because the first four games, they have the Dolphins week one, which are we're going to get to, but I think their defense is really good. They have the Jets, which we said that it's not a good defense. Then they got the Saints and Bucks week three and four. Those are two really good defenses. And week five, they got the Texans. So I think you roll out Cam the first four weeks and give Mac his first start against the Texans in week five. Like if that, that would be my prediction. Um, but again, uh, Mac Jones has looked really good, much better than I thought he would. Um, right now, he's proving me wrong. It could change in the regular season, but right now he looks really good. Like we said, second best quarterback out of the rookies, the first five. So, but again, Belichick, I don't think he wants to start Mac Jones. He just seems like the the guy who just, it's going to be my way. And I don't, if he's done it one way his entire 47 seasons in the NFL, he's going to stick to it. So I think he's going to roll Cam out there. But if Mac keeps playing the way he does, he's going to give him no choice but to start him eventually. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my prediction would be week five. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's earlier. If that's a prediction, what, what would you do, though, if it was up to you? What do you think gives the Patriots the best chance at, say, making a playoffs this season? Start Mac Jones week one. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. He just looks better. Like his accuracy, his placement is just better than what we've seen from Cam in recent years. Yeah, I agree 100%. I don't think the upside from Cam's rushing ability is enough to overtake that, especially because he's a guy now that falls into that. It's hard to get like the injury risk label from me because. I think those are kind of random and it's hard to predict, but there are a few players and he's starting to fall into that category. So if you can't even like really rely on utilizing him in that way, you're just hindering your own ability, I think, to throw the football. So throw out mac and cheese and, and get rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Cam is, was used uh, a lot in the red zone last year as a runner. That's pretty much the majority of his, rushes came in uh, the red zone uh, i'm just pulling up a stat real quick i believe yeah he had 31 red zone attempts the leader was derrick henry at 36 <laughs> so he only had five less red zone rushing attempts than derrick henry so that's pretty much where he scored all of his touchdowns throwing and passing I mean throwing and rushing combined yep 
Yeah, I feel like yeah. the sooner they start Mac Jones, the better season the Patriots will have. You know, like he just he just elevates that whole offense. I agree, and I mean, even if it's like, I don't think if it's enough of a downgrade, even if you believe it is for the first couple weeks to where it, it, it's like automatic losses. I still think they could win with him, and if you wait to put him in, you know, maybe it takes him a little bit longer to get comfortable and just have him go as early as possible. And then maybe you're, you know, come week four or five, you're really happy with what you have there at quarterback. So that's what I think they probably won't do it. We'll see though. The quarterback battle is like a lot closer now. It's, it's pretty much neck and neck. Honestly, the only thing that's keeping me from predicting that they start Mac Jones is what we already talked about with Belichick, just not really liking rookie QBs. And he kind of has a hard on for cam. So. What do you think they do in this uh, third preseason game this week? Hmm. I feel like they start should start Mac Jones. Did they name the starter? Did they? I, I haven't I seen anything. Might have. I haven't seen anything about it. I mean, it's clear from the first two that Belichick wants to see what he's got in Mac. He keeps using him in certain situations just especially in that first game and uh, i wouldn't be surprised if they if they had him had him start especially for preseason and you know old school coach makes him you know he punishes his players sometimes makes him practice in bad weather and shit i could see him also being like cam you missed whatever of practice we're giving mac jones the reps with the ones in this game But, I don't know. It's it's tough with with Bill. He just throws random curveballs at you every every season. He's a wild card. I think Mac Jones should go back to number fifty. I don't think it's allowed though, unfortunately. <laughs> That'd be kind of baller. Some uh, of these numbers are throwing me off. Yeah. I don't like it. I'll keep it a buck. Uh, the whole single digit number thing is cool conceptually, but there's now so many that I'm just like. Eh. It kind of lost its novelty. Am I the only one that feels this way or no? They should limit it to only wide receivers, quarterbacks, or corners can wear single digits. And those single digits look the coolest on those three positions. Because it feels weird. That, like, Mike like, Parsons, I think he wears number nine now. It just looks... He wears, old, he wears 11, does he not? 11, yeah. Oh, it's Matt Jalen Udon Smith that wears number, number nine, nine. I think, also. It's, it's just but. weird. It doesn't look right. Yeah, and it's yeah, I was watching the I was watching the Bears Bills game and Damian Williams wears number eight and I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> so does Amari Rogers on the Packers and I hate it. It looks so stupid. Oh <laughs> uh, well, anything uh any last tidbits on the Patriots before we move on? Nah, fuck this team. Wow, fair enough. Fuck the Patriots. That was aggressive. <laughs> yeah, you'd think that your team was in this division or something. Um, anyway, all right, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Start us off, Terry. Start us off. I've been waiting for this moment. Right. It's actually kind of hard. I'm trying to not say too much or repeat what I've been saying because throughout other shows and stuff, I have said a lot <laughs> about the Dolphins. Um, offensively, I went with Jalen Waddle. I just 
love the guy and if he can stay healthy and get the reps i think he's gonna be huge for them there's really not much more to say especially with will fuller um you know he's had injury suspension all sorts of different problems so in case of his absence Jalen waddle being the guy that they were hoping he was going to be when they drafted him at number six overall i think am i crazy is that what it was uh yeah yeah because chase went five he went six and so went seven yeah um if he ends up being that guy which i do think he can be he's it's hard to i i've spoke about this a little bit on twitter and to you guys privately but the nfl game pass not having all 22 for preseason is absurd because some of these guys that i really want to watch like if they don't get targeted i have no idea what they're doing on the play if they're even getting separation if they're getting clamped who knows so it's hard but defensively i went with Xavier howard and that might seem a little chalk because he's one of the best corners in the league and uh, the cornerstone of that defense but it's more so that he's someone to keep an eye on because i think he can play just as well and not look as good i don't think he's gonna have 10 picks again so like we we cannot rely on or the dolphins cannot I said we yikes <laughs> the dolphins cannot rely <laughs> on on him forcing turnovers the dolphins as a team i believe ended 15% of their defensive um like drives in turnovers which is a crazy number and they're not going to be that good again so they need to s- keep playing as a, at a high level and at least get stops but that's that's why i want him to watch and my x factor is the o-line because for every piece of this team that i love which coach love quarterback love to is the goat um receivers love the whole defense i'm a fan the offensive line is the big question mark they were not good last year the thing is with offensive line is can they be average because the difference from being bad to average is much greater than being average to good. As long as you have an average offensive line, if everything else around it is pretty good, you're mostly fine. So uh, especially with what we've seen from Tua, one of my favorite things about watching him in the preseason was there were two main things that I didn't like last year in the small sample size that we saw him, and that was his aggressiveness and his pocket manipulation. That man was sidestepping, stepping up in the pocket, and just delivering flawlessly. It was beautiful. And and into tight windows, over the middle of the field, all this sort of stuff, which is exactly why when everyone was making such a big deal about him in whatever that was, training camp or whatever, oh, he threw 700 picks today. Like, yeah, because they're trying to get him to be more aggressive and find – his limits and see what windows he can step up and put a laser beam in there and hit his guy. And I, it looks like he's done just that. And that practice uh, has helped a ton. Uh, I just have uh, one question. Yeah. Uh, do you think last year his pocket manipulation was, had anything to do with his hip? Like, do you think he was still like thinking about it? 
probably. I mean, it could it, it could have been a lot of things. I'm sure that was part of it. I mean, he really like got so much flack for how shitty his situation was, and I don't get it. He started, I think, only five games, coming off an injury, and so yeah, thinking about the hip. Also, coming from Alabama, where it's like, holy shit, my receivers are always wide open. He had to basically relearn what open is in in the NFL. Like in comparison, when he was at Alabama, the pass catchers he had there versus last year in the Dolphins, they had the the worst separating wide receivers in football, and it wasn't close. At, at Alabama, I think that's one of the best wide receiver rooms of all time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All time. Judy Waddle Ruggs and Smith is one of the best receiving rooms of all time. That's, that's what I. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were disagreeing with me. I was like, No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. I'm just yeah. reiterating how yeah. insane that wide receiver room was. Yeah. So like you're used to that, and then you come into the NFL, and the the, the Dolphins had a historically bad separation rate amongst their whole wide receiver core. He didn't even know what the fuck was going on. And then a bad offensive line on top of it. It's like the the man just, it was a terrible, terrible situation. Um, and I I don't think it was fair to pass judgment on that, especially on such a small sample size. So I'm really, really excited as anyone who's listened to probably half these episodes is well aware. I'm excited about Tua. Always been a big Tua guy ever since the draft. And uh I'm excited about the Dolphins also. Sir, Taron can't stand up right now. He's talking about the Dolphins. <laughs> Boner alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You guys, what do you? What do we got? Yeah, I agree pretty much with everything you said. The offensive line is my biggest concern. That's why my impact player on offense was actually Austin Jackson. When he was, he was also a USC pick but when he was coming out i had uh i had some concerns he was more of a developmental tackle for me like i had him late late first round they took him a little like me i think they took him high 20s or i think it was 17 actually something like that 17 but yeah i think he was he was pretty bad last year but if he can develop like he still he always had that potential. Like everyone who talks about him, even the way the way you saw, he had multiple flashes of being a really good tackle. He just needs to develop. So I think he can improve. Even again, like you said, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's mediocrity, it's better than he was last year. Which I think. I think you just muted yourself. That's yeah. What I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you still me? muted, bro. You're muted. <laughs> G, our resident uh, idiot, just muted his mic <laughs> on accident. But to, uh, from what he was saying, I agree. And it's one of the reasons, even though I'm well aware the offensive line wasn't good, they're so young yeah. across the whole offensive line. And choosing not to address it in free agency shows that no, we still can't hear you, G. Shows that Hello? they have. There you go. Now we can hear you. Now we can hear you. Um, Sorry, I don't. I don't know what happened. 
not, where, not let me where finish did that my, cut let off? Me just finish my point. Okay, sorry. <laughs> not address, addressing the offensive line of free agency shows they have some belief in those guys. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not perfect, it doesn't happen 100% of the time, more than any other position, there's usually some progression at least year to year, whether it's the guys that are good and they get a little better or the guys that are bad and they get a little better. Uh, the trend is most solid with young slash rookie offensive linemen. So I, I don't think it's going to take much for them to get back towards an average offensive line, at least when it comes to pass protection, which is most important. And what we what I addressed earlier with the wide receiver is actually getting some separation so Tua doesn't have to hold the ball for 88 seconds uh, will help as well cover that up, even if it's still a pretty big blemish. And G, okay, so were, where where did I cut off? You you were talking about Austin Jackson. That's all I remember. Um. Yeah. Well, you basically hit what I was gonna say. He's he was super young coming into the draft. He's still super young, and I still see the potentials there, just to get even a little better. And I think I went on to talk about the receiving core. It's obviously good. We have Waddle. Uh. Fuller suspended one game, but he should be back. You still have Parker, but it's also kind of deep because I still like. I still think Preston Williams has a little bit of juice. I think he's um, underrated. They obviously brought in more talent with the signing and the drafting of Waddle, but Preston Williams can still make plays. Um, on defense, my impact player is actually a little weird. I chose Javon Holland. The yes. safety they drafted. I love it. I really, I love Javon Holland. He's very versatile. He's a ball hawk safety. Um, I think he'll pair well with these elite corners that they have in the secondary. He's, I loved him coming out of Oregon. He was also born in in uh, BC, shout out Canada, but that's not why I picked him. I think he's, uh, <laughs> that's he's obviously a really good ball hawk safety. He gets to learn from, uh, Learn a little bit from Jason McCourty too, which can't hurt anything. Yeah, and they can move Jason McCourty to corner for a package and have Javon Holland at safety, and I think that'll that safety core is really really good, and the secondary I think can be really good. This defense I think is going to be uh, a very good group. Obviously, they have great players everywhere. Christian Wilkins, I like Raekwon Davis. I think he. he Coming into his, I believe, second year, I think he's going to be better. Uh, Jerome Baker, I think, is really good. And obviously, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, great, um, great cornerback uh, duo. So I also have high hopes for the Dolphins this year. Yep, I got high hopes for the Dolphins too. To a number eight, baby. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> But Darren took mine for Waddle. I had him for my impact player on the offense, you know, with Devontae Parker getting hurt a couple of times, you know what I mean, during the season. And then Will Fuller, he's guy gets somehow gets injured every season. So hopefully he can stay healthy this year. So Waddle might be wide receiver one this year on this team. Kid's a burner, man. I loved him coming out of Alabama. On the defense, I went on the flip side of the cornerback. I took the other one, took Byron Jones. Because what's going if have they said what's going on with Xavier Howard yet? Or is he going to stay? Yeah, they restructured his contract. Yeah, he, so he's good he to go. restructured. Because mm-hmm. I was looking at it. Can't find anything. I don't know why. But yeah, I took Byron Jones. I miss him on Dallas. You know, it sucks that we had to let him go. But that's what happens. 
Wait, they have a good when second. You running back. <laughs> Thanks, G. Well, yeah, um, they have a good second. They have a good cornerback duo, man. So I want to see him hold it down this year too. The Max factors to a, you know, he doesn't have to. G, what are you doing? G, you good? Don't focus on me. <laughs> Bro, I got distracted. Oh, uh, but yeah, man, he doesn't have the split split snaps with um Ryan Fitzpatrick anymore. So it's time for him to show off his talent and what he can bring to the table. And then after a you know season with coming off his hip injury from college, it's time for him to show up, man. You know they tanked for Tua. Now they got their quarterback. So time to show up and lead this Dolphins on a run. Because I got I got high hopes for the Dolphins this year. Hey, Chino, do you want to make a bet? What? Oh, God. You want to do a Jalen Waddle versus Jamar Chase bet? What would, be the, what would be the bet? What do you want? Oh, boy. <laughs> Receiving yards? Um, fuck it, why not? All right, Taryn, write that down. Who are you taking? I got Jamar. I got Jamar Chase. Obviously, that's why I brought it up. Okay, well, all right. Fuck it. I'll take Waddle. All right, I'll put it down. Look at that. I think that's Chino's first bet for the pod. What are we doing? Wait, wait. What are we doing? What are you talking about? What? What do you mean? What are we doing? What are we betting? Are we putting anything on it? We're just betting. At I this thought point. we were doing the think... same as. I don't think there's been stakes oh. in like most of these. It's pretty much oh, just for bragging okay. rights. All right, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, whatever. Dude. It's all good. <laughs> That's all good. That was random out of nowhere. Yeah. Also, I if it makes you feel better, Chino, I like your side of that bet. Yeah, I like my just side saying. too. I I knew someone would take it. I came in prepared with that bet in the back I, of my head. I was like, I'm gonna make a bet on this episode. <laughs> I had made so many bets already that I. I bit my tongue when you said that to see if Chino would, because uh, I was gonna let him do it. But yeah, if Chino said no, I was like, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw Terry like, like perk up. He goes, I like the, I like the waddle side of that a lot. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, anything else on the on the Dolphins? Be great. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have a lot of investments, both financially and for bragging rights on the Dolphins. So I would also appreciate them being great. And emotionally. Yeah, true. My heart is is with them. Your heart is uh, in Miami. G, why don't you start us out in Buffalo? The Buffalo Bills. Obviously, they won the division last year. They ended up beating my Colts in the wild card game last year, which is very upsetting. <laughs> it was closer than I thought it would be, though. It was only by three, so it's okay. Um, this team remains pretty much intact. Their offensive line looks the same. I think they brought in Daryl Williams this year. I think they had Cody Ford playing right tackle, and now he's playing right guard, which I liked him more as a guard coming out. I thought he transitioned there better. I like Deion Dawkins at left tackle. I think he's it's not like elite elite, but I still think he's a good player. Obviously, Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs is one of the best quarterback to wide receiver combos in the league. But my impact player on offense is a second receiving target. I think 
Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is obviously elite, but someone else has to step up, whether it's Emmanuel Sanders, whether it becomes Cole Beasley, whatever happens with him, or even if it's Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis has potential, or ter- actually could be Terrence boy, Jay Kumaro. Yeah. You know. Shout out Wisconsin. <laughs> Touchdown Jesus. Touchdown Jesus. Yes. <laughs> So I think one of these guys needs to step up and help Stefan Diggs. I think obviously they're gonna have a lot more tape on Diggs this year uh, in the Buffalo offense. I do like Brian Dable as a per- play caller. He's worked with some great um, head coaches. He's obviously worked with Belichick, worked with Saban at Alabama. So I think he's got a lot of experience. I think he's a great play caller. I also think this is his last season as the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. So I think he's going to make the most of it. I think he becomes a head coach next year. Uh, my impact player on defense actually chose Ed Oliver because Ed Oliver underperformed last year. <laughs> Sorry, Tara. Um, I really liked him coming out of the draft. I actually had him graded higher than Quentin Williams, which not a lot of people did. So I think... I think he had like a maybe a 50 grade from PFF last year, which it could have been lower maybe, but which obviously isn't good. But his kid's got sky <laughs> He still has sky-high potential in my opinion. I think he's a great defensive tackle. They obviously brought in Greg Rousseau and this year and AJ Epinesa two years ago to improve that D-line. I think their D-line is underrated. Um, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Starla Tulli, and Ed Oliver with the depth they have, I think is a great uh, D-line. Obviously, they have one of the best corners in the league in Tredavious White. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde are just consistent as you can get at safety. But my um, uh, X-factor is actually... Josh Allen's regression because I don't think he's um, I don't think he can put up the same numbers as he did last year. He might be able to but uh, history shows that quarterbacks regress after they have a monster season like this. My hope is that he doesn't regress too much to a point where he gets back to his inaccuracies and relying a lot on his athleticism and not enough and more on his arm strength than his than anything because I think previous seasons to this he was relying on his strength he put a lot of zip on the ball because he can I think he's he last year he toned it down he knew when he had to knew when to just put enough on it to get it there so um I hope for Bill's fans' sake, that he doesn't regress too much. I do see him regressing. I still think he's top six quarterback in the league. I think he stays there. And, yeah, that's where I see Josh Allen next year. Uh, three for three. I had all of the exact same things. Uh, which, fuck you for that. But that's okay. Sorry. Got, to, got to start the uh, Dolphins talk. Um, I'm I'm also with you on Josh Allen. I am a believer in him generally, but 
man, everyone just thinks he's going to be exactly the same. And like top 10 quarterback for sure. I'm in that camp, but he's going to look worse. I'm pretty confident than he did last year. He played like out of his damned mind. And I just don't see them doing that again. I'm also a little bit worried about their secondary. The safeties cover up for a lot of that. And obviously Trey White is really good, but that's second cornerback slot is not great uh levi wallace right i believe is there you don't, you don't like levi wallace yeah no not particularly <laughs> it's not my favorite corner for sure <laughs> uh and <laughs> i i was wondering what do you think is up with ed oliver because i wasn't like you or i had him over coin and williams but i absolutely loved him and it was very close i i was shocked i mean this is a guy that at houston only didn't have a lot of production because he was double teamed on essentially every damn rep because there was no one else on Houston's defense to worry because about. he played in Houston exactly and and he still looked really good even against double teams I thought he would translate pretty well and come in and have an impact right away and was pretty surprised by how bad he was so I don't know what, what do you have any inclinations to what went wrong there I have no idea. Like I, I again, I loved him coming out. I don't know what Buffalo is trying to make him do. Maybe they're trying to make him do too much instead of just playing his game. I don't know. I hope he gets better this year in his third season. I think he has again sky high potential. I just hope they use him properly. It's interesting. It's one of those where, like, there's a few weird things like that just can't seem to figure out. Like, Carson Wentz is another one for me. Um, usually, you know, there are things that you can either look with the eye test and or dive into data and see, like, oh, okay, it's because this regressed or because this happened. And there's just some players where I'm like, I don't get it. They were just good and then bad, or they were just bad and then good. It's one of those weird things. Um, I, you know, it's one year, and he was a rookie. Also had some weird stuff. He got it like a DWI, didn't he? Something like that last year, I'm pretty sure. I know he, I there was think. something off the field. It might not have been a DWI, but still, you know, maybe he wasn't focused on football. Mm-hmm. It could have been something like that. We'll see. Um, Gino, do you got uh, what do you got for Buffalo? Um, yeah, pretty much I got Stephon Diggs. You know, Josh Allen. He. He's definitely going to regress. He isn't going to have that season that he had last year. So I can see Diggs' production going down. And also, they need an established wide receiver, too. So they either need, like, Cole Beasley to step up or Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders will pop off out of nowhere sometimes. You know, sometimes in like in, when I'm playing DFS, there's always that one or two-game stretch where Emmanuel Sanders just pops off out of nowhere. You know, you get pissed. Like, the one time you take him, he's just cold. <laughs> then on defense, like, they obviously have a top 10 cornerback in Tredavious White. They just need that second one because the safeties do pick up the slack for that second cornerback. So they do need, like, a second cornerback to step up and help Tredavious White take some pressure off of the safeties. Then, you know, y'all took mine with the X-Factor with Josh Allen. You know, hopefully he doesn't regress too much so he knows he knows when to dial it down with his arm the guy has cannon 
So he just has to control it, and hopefully his accuracy doesn't go back down. Because he definitely has a big improvement on his accuracy. So hopefully he doesn't, you know, regress on that. Yeah, I kind of think regression's inevitable. It's just a matter of how much. And yeah. that could change things a lot because the it. roster is good and the coaching's good, but it's not enough where if he reverts back to rookie year or even second year Josh Allen, that they're going to be the powerhouse that they were last year. There's a wide range of outcomes um, kind of on his shoulders, which obviously if you're a Bills fan, you don't want to see the regression. But now even with that payday, mm-hmm. if all of a sudden he – it, it looks like a flash in the pan, one year wonder thing, and now you're strapped to him for this amount of money. It could cause problems for their future. I don't think that's going to happen. I just think worth touching on. Yep. Uh, going back to Ed Oliver, he had a DWI and gun charges, but both were dismissed July of 2020. So it was just before, actually, probably that's probably during training camp. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when he had his charges dismissed. So he probably was focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been part of the problem. Um, anyway, should we do you want to do? I think we usually do best bet and then records. But yes. I feel like we should do our records first, because a lot of times the best bet I'm noticing ends up spoiling something in the records, like especially if you take an over on a win total or something. So you want to run through the records quick before we give our best bet? Yeah. Sure. All right. Fourth place in the division. I have the Jets. I also have the Jets. I also have the Jets. I have a weird feeling I'm going to have the highest record here, though. I I don't think so. Ooh, I like this. I have the Jets finishing 6 and 11. I have the Jets finishing 6 and 11. Let's go. I'm at 5 and 12. Okay. Close. Close. I mean, like, that's a bad record, but two wins. The improvement. That's a lot of improvement from last yeah. year. And I I, th- I think they, I don't want to say lucked, because it could have been a bad thing if they were going for the overall pick, one, number one overall pick. But I think they lucked into two wins. I don't even think they were, I think they were a worse team than the Jags. So still a lot of improvement. You know, it's not, not to be sad for Jets fans. Third in the division, who do you guys have? The Patriots. The Patriots. Patriots. Yep. Records. Seven and ten. Wow. Ooh. I have them finishing nine and eight. I have them at eight and nine. Oh man, I'm the highest on the Patriots. I don't know how I feel about that. Interesting. Like it all just comes down to when Mac Jones comes in. Man, I yeah, it, that's I agree, and I. Because the thing is, I don't want them to put him in when they're already dug into a, too deep of a hole. I just think he gives them a better chance to win some of these games, man. The yeah. close ones, and I'm kind of banking on that he starts earlier than what we were kind of predicting, like week one. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that he starts week one. I'm not gonna tr- not gonna hedge by saying if he doesn't not nine and eight, but I have that kind of baked into the cake a little bit. 
So yeah. maybe why I'm so high on them. No, because I see like the way I see it. If they start them in week one, I, I'll see them like with the winning record. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alrighty, this is where it gets fun. Who do you guys have finishing second in the division? Mine's not a secret, but I'm curious. No, we know you have. I have the Bills. I'm not with you. I am not with you. I have the Dolphins finishing second. Okay. I have the Bills at second. Okay. Record, Chino? Where's it? 12 and 5. Wait. You have them 12 and 5 at second. I read the wrong one. I'm sorry. Oh. Still. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I am like, I've been championing the Dolphins since like January, <laughs> and I don't even have a finishing as high as you do. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My bad, my bad. So what is your record for the Bills? It's 10 and 7. Okay, I also have them finishing 10 and yeah, 7. Yeah, my bad. Read the wrong one. Oops! <laughs> I, have the, I have the Dolphins in second finishing 10 and 7. Okay. And then I have the Dolphins obviously winning the division at 11 and 6. And the Dolphins at 11 and 6. You just said 12 and 5. Yeah, so where were you reading your 12 and 5? Huh? Don't, don't change it Bro, now. No, I swear to God. Stick with, stick with your 12 and 5. No, I don't. <laughs> well, then where did you read that number before? Because I saw the number 12. Because I popped up the wrong notes on the other side. I switched them by accident. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. So you have them 11 and 6, you said, mm. as well? Chief? I have the Bills in first at 12 and 5. Hmm. Slash 13 and 4. Whichever one you want. What do you mean, slash? <laughs> no, tw- I'll go 12 and 5. Okay. Hmm. Do you think both of them make the playoffs, G? Like, do you think the Dolphins make the playoffs? I guess. Yes. You do. Okay. Interesting. Right. Wait, I'm trying to do math in my head. Seven playoff teams, so three wild card spots. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I have in the wild card spots. Probably Ravens okay. or Browns. I would imagine you do. No, R- Ravens are a wild card team. I have the Dolphins as a wild card team, and I. I want to say the Colts is a wild card. I knew you. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I have hope. I have hope. Please. <laughs> All right. So I mean, even though we differ a little bit on the positioning, we have the top two teams in this division both finishing as playoff teams. So congratulations, Buffalo. Congratulations, Miami. Now for some bets. Uh, why don't you start us off, Chino, with your best bet for the division? The Dolphins over nine and a half at plus one ten. Yeah, I mean plus money. If you think they're gonna finish with eleven wins, that gives you you know little room for error there. I can see that. I mean, I'm not gonna be upset at anyone taking over anything for the Dolphins. So. Yep. <laughs> G. What about you? Uh, mine's a bet we've spoken of before. I have Brian Flores, Coach of the Year, plus 1,600. I like it. You think that he wins Coach of the Year if they don't win the division? 
I know it's the best yes. bet, so you're still playing the odds, but interesting. Yeah, the Browns didn't win the division yeah, last year. That's a good year. point. That's a good point, actually. Thinking back on it. Sorry. Good call. Also You have Arthur Smith winning coach of the year, and I don't think you have him being having a better record than the Bucks. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um I wow, all of us also, Dolphins best. I'd love to see it. I mean, you already knew I was gonna have something with the Dolphins. I have uh, Tua's yardage total, the taking the over uh, 3,850 yards. He in what? That's low. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's my point. That's my point. I'm pretty sure it was from DraftKings. Also, I found this like two weeks ago, so maybe it moved, but I don't think it's moved that much. Anything not... Like if if the totals under you know forty one hundred, I'd I still want to take that. So no, I agree with you. I just didn't expect it to be that low. I didn't think they'd have the line that low. People, <clears throat> I don't understand it, man. Of all of the quarterbacks, that people are still trying to give make Sam Darnold a thing, <laughs> Billy. Hey, hey, hey. And, and Tua <laughs> had like five bad starts after an injury in a shit situation, and everyone wants to call him fucking. I'm trying to think of a bad quarterback. Nathan Peterman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy. I don't think you could have gone worse there. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell? That's true. <laughs> Everyone wants to call him Jamarcus Russell. There we go. Yeah, so I'm taking the over on that. He, even playing bad last year, finished with over 1,800 yards and didn't even play the full season. So, you know, 17 games. I'm very outspoken on why I think he's going to be good. Even he could be bad again, which I, no way, but he could be bad again and still improve numbers wise. So I think it's a great bet. As of right now, DraftKings has his over under at 4,000.5. So exactly 4,000 pretty much. Okay. It has moved because he bawled the fuck out in the preseason. Absolutely. Um, I still like the over there, but probably not for long. If it's our, especially like the last two days, I actually just tweeted about this before we started recording. The amount of tool love I've seen on Twitter is crazy. Like people are on him, whether it's for fantasy, whether it's for just football in general. So I'd imagine that that's going to even continue, especially if he has another good preseason game. Uh, But at the current line, as we're recording, yeah, I still like the over there. What about his touchdown total? What is it? It's uh twenty four and a half. That's absurd. Also, he threw eleven <laughs> touchdowns last year, and That's again didn't saying. play well, and not and didn't even play half like half the season. I expect yeah. that to move too. Probably. I thought that what it was last time we talked about it, so I'm surprised that didn't move along with the yards. I. That's what I have it right now. Maybe the books love them some Miles Gaskin or something, and they just expect him to vulture all the tutties. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, also, well, Zach, Wilson's is, Zach Wilson's is 21 and a half. Is it? Jets. Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, if, if the Patriots start Mac Jones, DraftKings has the Patriots over 9.5 at plus money, might take it. If they, only if they start Mac Jones in week one. You might you might take the over. I might take it over. Ten games. You'd have three 
over 10 win teams in this division. I said I might. Not probably. I will. I mean, I feel I like know. the Patriots can improve, but double-digit wins is a lot. I don't know, bro. Belichick is going to pull something out of his ass. I just think the division is too tough. Like, I think if the Jets were in a different division, they... I'm I'm trying to think to make sure this isn't stupid. They could be, like, fighting for a wild-card spot if they were in a different division. Like, if they're in the AFC South... Sorry, G. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just calling it how I see it, man. Just yeah. flip the Jets and the Giants. Oh, God. Put them in the NFC East. Don't worry about my division. Don't worry about my division. <laughs> oh man. Would y'all like to see like you a missed that pod, so you can't talk about my division. Would I like to see a division shake up? Kind of. I mean it's just fun as things to talk about it. It depends on what it would be. I think there's gonna be a division shakeup because we spoke about this on a previous episode. That's true. Uh, there's gonna be an expansion at some point in our lifetimes. I, I, I made the, the bold statement that I think it'll be in the next five maybe 10 years but so it, it could be interesting i kind feel like if they uh i feel like if they did that they would still have to keep like the hardcore rivals together like you'd have to keep the packers bears you'd have to keep raven steelers in the same division oh, yeah, absolutely. you have to keep uh cowboys and giants. giants eagles and giants cowboys some whatever, whatever combination think, yeah. you want there I don't think there there's certain divisions in the whole I don't think they can touch like the NFC East. They're you know Yeah. So I think they of... should I think they would keep the North together too. The NFC North. Yeah. Probably Lions could bounce if they wanted. No one really cares. Oh, nah, whatever. <laughs> Except yeah, for Amon Ross St. Brown. We we only care about Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Jamal Williams also, thank you. Oh, that's true. We should imagine Lions jerseys. Lions Jamal jerseys. Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown. Is something to look into for sure. I'm down. Chino bias matching Lions jerseys. Why me? From all your money that you're going to win from Patriots over nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Um, you guys that got anything else for this division? Fuck the Patriots. The team. You, I know. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Never mind. Um, all right. Then I believe that is it for us. Only one more division to go, and uh, football season's fucking here. I am. This is the this is the first Saturday or weekend of meaningful football with college football week zero starting this weekend, and and we're into it until February, baby. Also, Friday night lights. High school football here in Texas starts this week, this Friday. Can't wait. Shit gets interesting here in Texas. I'm excited. We love football. Um, but that's going to be it for us. You can find us on social media at the Dump Off Pod, uh, just at the Dump Off on TikTok. And then you can find me personally at Terry Paravella on all social media. G, where can they go to see your pretty face? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at G Martini and on Instagram at Gianluca Martini. And don't forget, leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you include a question, we will answer it on the next show. It can be about sports, it can be about life, it can be about anything. It can be about Taryn's beautiful face or Chino's beautiful face. 
So just leave us a question and we will answer anything you ask us. Chino, you know, where can they find you? Leave a question. Dang it. I know please, we've got a couple please? of you. We've got a couple of you that listen. Ask us a question. Tweet us a question. Ask it not pod. Chino, we're trying to get reviews, okay? <laughs> just kidding, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, where can they find you, Chino? You can find me at iChino12 on Instagram, at Fettuccino12 on Twitter. You can find KB on Twitter at KB Swag. Also, you can find Dilly at Dilly Slays with a Z on Twitter and Twitch. And yeah, I think that's it. That's it for us. That's it. Fins for us. up, baby. Fins up. See y'all on Monday. See ya. Peace.